Hello, you're listening to the Trouble Trouble Podcast, and I'm your host, Seth. I'll be your host for this adventure. Before I get started, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll have all the podcasts delivered right to your app of choice. If you've made it to the end and enjoyed your experience, leave a review. Thank you so much. All right, what album will I be covering today? Today, I'm covering Sufjan Stevens' album, Illinois. So break out your backstage passes and let's get into the history of this album. This album has been referred to as Sufjan Stevens invites you to come on feel the Illinois or Illinois or even Illinois. And this is Sufjan Stevens' fifth album. I'm sure you picked up on the reference to Thin Lizzy's big American hit, Come On Feel the Noise. The album features songs referencing places, events, and persons relating to the United States state of Illinois. (laughs) This is a follow-up to his 2003 album, Michigan, where he announced that he would write an album for all 50 states in America. Since then, he acknowledged that that was just a promotional gimmick, and he did not plan on following through with the albums named after the other 48 states. Prior to writing this album, he started writing material for an album about Oregon, my home state, and considered releasing a Rhode Island 7-inch before ultimately settling on Illinois. Like I said, the album artwork and lyrics explore the history, culture, art, and geography of Illinois. Stevens developed the songs after analyzing criminal, literary, and historical documents. He chose this state because of its proximity to Michigan and considers it the center of gravity for the Midwest. To research material for this album, he read prose by Illinois authors such as Saul Bellow and Carl Sandburg. He also studied immigration records and books about the state. He made a deliberate decision to avoid current events and focused more on historical themes. To further research the state, he took trips to many cities in the state and asked friends about any experiences they had with the state. He even went into internet chat rooms to discuss people's experiences in Illinois. Wow, very brave. You know what happens in those chat rooms. (laughs) This album was recorded and produced as many recording studios in New York City using lo-fi studio equipment. All of the songs on the album were written, recorded, and produced by Sufjan Stevens. Even the strings and bass parts. Stevens is a classically trained oboist and used that to write all of the accompanying parts. Most of the album was recorded in his Brooklyn apartment or at the Buddy Project Studios in Astoria, which is in Queens. Additional piano recorded at St. Paul's Church in Brooklyn. Strings and vocals performed in collaborators' apartments. Electronic organs were recorded in the New Jerusalem Recreational Room in Clarksboro, New Jersey. And a vibraphone part was played at Carroll Music Studios in New York City. About the recording process, Stevens told Pitchfork, quote, I was pretty nearsighted in the construction of Illinois. I spent a lot of time alone, a few months of isolating, working on my own and in the studio. I let things germinate and cultivate independently without thinking about an audience or a live show at all, end quote. 
This album clocks in at just under 74 minutes, which verges on double album territory. However, he decided against releasing the album as a double album because, well, that would be arrogant. I mean, this album is 74 minutes long, but okay. (laughs) He even released a follow-up called The Avalanche, outtakes and extras from the Illinois album, including three additional versions of the smash hit song Chicago. Totally not arrogant. (laughs) I really do love Sufjan Stevens and this album. This is just a little lighthearted fun, so nobody get your um, panties in a twist. (laughs) Eventually, this Ode to Americana was released on July 4th, 2005 through Rough Trade as a European distributor and Asthmatic Kitty Records the following day in North America. He initially had no plan to tour for this album, but quickly booked a tour starting just two weeks after the release of the album. He toured with around eight to ten string players called the Illinois Makers. (laughs) He deliberately chose to avoid television as a promotional tool and focused on the actual tour performances. At the shows, he and the backing band wore University of Illinois-themed outfits And in some sources, I read that they even wore University of Illinois cheerleader outfits. Divya Srinivasan created the album artwork, depicting a variety of Illinois-released themes. Depicting a variety of Illinois-related themes, including Abraham and Mary Todd Lincoln, the Sears Tower, and Black Hawk. The text on the cover caused some confusion over the actual title of the album. It is officially titled as Illinois, as opposed to Come On Feel the Illinois or Illinois or the many other album titles we discussed earlier. Shortly after the release of the album, Stevens was warned by his record label about his depiction of Superman on the album cover, which could lead to a copyright infringement suit. They asked record stores not to sell the album, but did not officially recall it. DC Comics actually allowed the albums already made to be sold with the Superman cover, but he was removed in subsequent pressings. Very rare and I'm sure very valuable album there. The 10th anniversary vinyl reissue of Illinois featured the Marvel character, Blue Marvel, who hails from Chicago in place of Superman. Asthmatic Kitty obtained permissions from Marvel to use the character's likeness this time. (laughs) The Blue Marvel Edition's artwork was created by the same person that created the original album artwork, Divya Srinivasan, and is pressed on blue vinyl. How was the album received? Illinois was Sufjan Stevens' greatest commercial and critical success to date. For the first time, his works charted on the Billboard 200 charts. NPR even named Illinois on their list of the decade's 50 most important recordings. Other accolades include this album coming in at the number one spot on NPR's show All Things Considered's Best Music of 2005 and Pitchfork's Top 50 Albums of 2005 lists. In its first week of sales, Illinois sold 9,000 copies. By August 2017, the album went gold, signifying shipments in excess of 500,000 copies in the United States. 
All right, let's switch gears and talk about some themes on the album. The most obvious answer is the state of Illinois. The creation of Illinois marked a shift in Stevens' emphasis on songwriting and studio work toward live performance and more abstract concepts of motion and sound. Subsequent tours and albums emphasized electronic music and modern dance over the indie folk material on Michigan and Illinois. He has ceased writing songs about individual characters with straightforward narratives or concept albums and briefly even considered quitting the music business entirely after creating and promoting this album. Thankfully, he didn't, or we wouldn't have gotten his brilliant contributions to the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack. I talked about that earlier in the season. He also found that the way he listened to music had changed after producing Illinois. Stevens used time signature changes in the composition of Illinois for dynamic effect. For instance, on the song Come On Feel the Illinois, it begins with a 5-4 time signature, and then changes to a standard 4-4 time signature later in the song. To further dive into the Illinois themes in this album, the song concerning the UFO sighting near Highland, Illinois, is about a UFO sighting by police officers near Highland, Illinois, where several persons reported seeing a large triangular object with three lights flying at night. Come on, Feel the Illinois makes reference to the World's Columbian Exposition, also known as the Chicago World's Fair, which took place in Chicago in 1893. To celebrate the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus's arrival in the New World in 1492, the song John Wayne Gacy Jr. documents the story of the 1970s Chicago-based serial killer of the same name. Several lyrics and explicit references to events in his life. Trigger warning for those sensitive to topics associated with the serial killer John Wayne Gacy Jr. Also, um, just warning that the next part is a little bit family unfriendly. So if you're under the age of 18 and listening, you may want to skip about 30 seconds to a minute. The first lyric states, when the swing set hit his head. That refers to an event in Gacy's childhood when a swing hit his head and caused a blood clot in his brain. The lyric, he dressed up like a clown for them with his face paint white and red alludes to a nickname given to Gacy, the killer clown. And then later in the song, it says, he put a cloth on their lips, quiet hands, quiet kiss on the mouth. This refers to Gacy's use of chloroform to subdue and molest his victims. Gacy sexually abused and murdered over 33 young men. The song ends with the narrator turning inward with the lyrics, quote, and in my best behavior, I am just like him. Look beneath the floorboards with the secrets I have hid, end quote. Stevens stated in 2009 in an interview with Paste Magazine that we are, quote, all capable of what Gacy did, end quote. Are you? Moving on, the song Kazmir Pulaski Day interweaves a personal story with the state holiday Kazmir Polanski Day. The holiday is celebrated on the first Monday of March in memory of Kasmir Polanski, a Revolutionary War cavalry officer. He is also known as the father of the American cavalry. 
the song The Man of Metropolis Steals Our Hearts makes references to Superman, whose fictional hometown of Metropolis was partially modeled after Chicago. The song There Are Night Zombies, They Are Neighbors, They Have Come Back from the Dead, Ah, makes reference to ghost towns of Illinois. There's actually 16 different ghost towns referred to in this song. In the song, the predatory wasp of the Palisades is out to get us. He relates experiences from a summer camp that he went to as a child in Michigan, but changed it to the state Illinois, of course, to fit the theme of the album. The track Decatur or Round of Applause for Your Stepmother includes references to Decatur, Illinois, but Stevens stated the track also acted as, quote, an exercise in rhythm schemes, end quote. Some references to Decatur included in the song were alligator sightings in the area, the equipment manufacturer Caterpillar, and a flood that exhumed a graveyard of soldiers from the Civil War. Although this song is about the state of Illinois, Stevens explored themes of Christianity and the Bible. As a Christian himself, he has written a lot about his relationship with religion in previous albums. The song Decatur, or Round of Applause for Your Stepmother, included the line, It's the Great I Am. And this is taken from the response God gave when Moses asked for his name in the book of Exodus, specifically Exodus 3.14. Casimir Pulaski Day described the death of a romantic partner due to bone cancer despite praying to God to heal them, which causes into question God's existence. Songs which were not written with an explicit theological focus, such as John Wayne Gacy Jr., also feature religious themes, such as sin and redemption. While Sufjan Stevens is Christian, he does not want to be known as a Christian musician. He does not write religious music. In fact, he often subverts Christian imagery and stories to explore homoerotic relationships. He often writes the narrator from an ambiguous gender, so we don't know if it's male or woman or anything in between. He did contribute several songs to the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack, a film about a homosexual relationship that stands the test of time. All right, so let's get into some lyrics here. Since we're talking about homosexual references in Stephen's lyrics... Let's start with the song, The Predatory Wasp of the Palisades is Out to Get Us. He sings, Oh, how I meant to tease him. Oh, how I meant no harm. Touching his back with my hand, I kiss him. I see the wasp on the length of my arm. In this song, Stevens uses the wasp as a device to remind him of his childhood. Remember, this song was about his experience at a summer camp when he was younger. We hear references exploring his sexuality immediately followed by a reminder of his Christian upbringing. Later in the song, he sings, We're in love. We're in love. Palisades. Palisades. I can wait. I can wait. The narrator adds a level of romanticism to the song. He is very excited for his new love, as if it is his first time realizing these thoughts. Later in the song, camp is over and he sings my friend is gone he ran away i can tell you i love him each day how romantic he misses his summer love 
It's almost a very similar story to the Call Me By Your Name movie, where Oliver comes to Italy for only six weeks, similar to Summer Camp, where he and Elio live a monumental love story. Again, I did cover this soundtrack earlier in the season if you haven't listened to it yet, so feel free to jump back and go check it out if you're a big Sufjan Stevens fan like I am. Another important song to talk about is Jacksonville. It's a song set in the time of slavery, which is a very dark and wrong period of American history. This song is about Jacksonville, Illinois, which was a major stop for the Underground Railroad on their way to freedom from the South. The song opens with the lyrics, I'm not afraid of the black man running. He's got it right. He's got a better life coming. I don't care what the captain said. At that time, it was illegal to harbor slaves on their way to freedom. So this lyric here is talking about slaves headed to safety and people helping them along the way. There were some white people on the right side of history that helped with their journey to freedom. Now, of course, finally, (laughs) we have to talk about his smash hit song, Chicago, off this album. Even if you're a casual or just a fan of indie rock, you probably know this song. This song was inspired by all the trips Stevens would make from his hometown in Michigan to Chicago when he needed to get away. Stevens even saw his first concert in Chicago. To afford these trips to Chicago, Stevens would sell his possessions. In the second verse of the song, he sings, I drove to New York in a van with my friends. We slept in parking lots. I don't mind. I don't mind. Eventually, Stevens moved to New York. He now lives in Brooklyn. It's often seen as a city of freedom and possibilities in the figurative sense. I find that is especially true for the LGBT community. A lot of people run away to New York from neighboring states to escape their conservative households they grew up in. To them, New York City is a place that they can truly live as themselves, the way they see themselves. I'm not saying that this is Steven's story, but it could be. He doesn't owe it to anyone to come out publicly. Yes, visibility is great, but our lives are our own. It's his choice, and maybe one day we will know. Later in the bridge of this song, Steven sings, If I was crying in the van with my friend, it was for freedom, for myself and from the land. I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. This part means a lot to me. If you've listened to the episodes in order, you know that I've moved around a lot. I really related to this lyric. It's about hitting the road, trying to find your freedom, whatever that means to you. I would move from place to place looking to feel free. Sometimes I found fleeting moments of freedom, but ultimately was just running away from my problems. I made a lot of mistakes, but isn't that what life is about? Life's an adventure, constantly changing. Friends come and go. Cities come and go. If I was crying in the van, it was for freedom. This song isn't specifically about Chicago, but more so about road trips, escaping, and finding freedom. And I hope all of you out there listening to this find your freedom in whatever way that means to you. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Treble Treble Podcast. 
The theme music you heard at the top of the show was made by me. The logo was illustrated and designed by the amazingly talented queer artist, Will Jameson. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter, at the Will Jameson. This is an indie podcast, which means no commercials, at least for now. It also means that I can't use the clips from the album we discussed because my lawyers have advised against it. Copyright laws, am I right? The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe, tell a friend, and leaving a review. It really helps other music fans find this show. If you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, feel free to listen to my other podcast, Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I record that show with two of my best friends, Jamal and Stoney. You can find us at TFC Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's all I've got for you now. If you made it through the whole podcast, you rock. I'll see you at the next show in two weeks. Be there. With that, I'll see you next time at the show. And before I sign off, I would like to, of course, extend the invitation to Sufjan Stevens to come on the show. I'd love to interview you. Pick your brains a little bit. Signing off, I'm your host, Seth. Rock on, young savior. Don't give up your hopes.